Live Wednesday evening. We are back Monday nights, Wednesday nights here at 7 o'clock. The employment hour, you have issues trying to get through that minefield that is a severance offer or your employment or your overtime or anything to do with your job. You have questions, queries, completely stumped. Just have a simple question you've always wanted to know. You can ask Lior now, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll get to a lot of stuff tonight. And that including the severance pay calculator as well. Brother, we always start with the week that was. How are you? Johnny, thank you very much. Always a pleasure to be back here on the Employment Hour talking about workplace rights, employment law, and all those important things that everyone needs to know about if they're working. So give us a call. We're here till 8 o'clock tonight wanting to talk to you. Make, the, make it more interesting for us, for our listeners. Let's talk about workplace rights and, and answer your questions. You may be driving back from work right now upset, nervous, because you're worried something's coming down the pike. Maybe your employer said or did something, and you don't know if they're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. So give me a call, and we'll talk about it. Two situations, John. These, these calls that I'm going to tell you about uh, in the week that was, uh, I got these calls about a day apart, but they're remarkably similar, and, and I think there's some very, very important lessons here. First call I got from a very nice uh, 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 young lady that had worked for a company for three years. In that three years, she, she did a great job apparently because she got raises. She even got a promotion. She even got an award for, for good, good performance. So uh, things that seemed to be going really well for her. Except when she got a new boss, uh, there was a conflict there. Uh, He started mistreating her, talking rudely to her, uh, excluding her from meetings. So so she did the sensible thing. She went and she spoke with HR. And uh, she spoke with HR and they told her they're going to do something about it. And apparently they did. Things got better with Mm -hmm. respect to this manager. Except shortly thereafter... All of a sudden, now she becomes a bad employee. She starts getting written up. She starts getting warnings again and again. And, John, four months after this happened, all of a sudden, guess what? She's terminated for cause. She goes from being a terrific employee, getting an award, uh, all those things. She files a complaint for harassment and then gets fired four months later for her terrible, terrible performance. She calls me very upset, of course, and it was so blatant what was happening here was so obvious clearly uh the, the company thought thought of her as the, as the squeaky wheel wanted to get rid of her thought that uh that her complaint uh, uh made her someone that they don't want to have around and they they manufactured mm-hmm. a case against her. they manufactured cause they made it up uh it was it was such nonsense and and so this is clearly a wrongful dismissal and this employer, beyond the fact that he wrong uh, that they wrongfully dismissed this young lady, also are liable potentially for other damages and potentially some fines because an empl- uh, an employer is not allowed to terminate an employee because they're complaining about harassment because they file a complaint of harassment. An employer has an active duty to protect employees from harassment, and when they don't do that and they go the other way. There, there may be liable for, for additional damages, even some fines. So this employer really, really made a big mistake here. It was so obvious what was happening. Huh. So I'm going to be working with her over the next few weeks to get her the compensation that she's owed, John. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Sandra, first call of the night. Good evening. How are you, Sandra? I'm well. How are you doing? Excellent. What's uh, what's your concern, Lior? Is there? Uh, Lior, thank you. Uh, here's the problem. Temp workers. So that's I go through ABC Company, I do the WMS, and then I'm placed in uh, Company 123. But I don't have the same rights as 
uh, me going directly to company number 123 because I'm in a temp agency. Is there going to be a legislative change coming up for that? And I'll tell you the reason why I'm bringing this up, because I called you two weeks ago and said, do I have coverage? And you said, absolutely. Guess what? Temp agency said, no, you signed off. You waived your rights. Yeah, Sandra, and I remember your call. We talked recently on the radio. And, and here's the thing. Uh, clearly, you don't expect the temp agency to tell you, yes, trucks, you know, you, you have rights that, that we didn't tell you about, so go ahead and, and, and take legal action. Of course, that's not going to happen. The reality is, Sandra, we don't need a legislative change uh, simply because you have rights the same as every employee. Think about it this way, Sandra. If it was that simple, why would a company ever, ever yeah. hire an employee? I would hire all my employees through a temp agency, have them work for me, and then I'll do whatever I want because, hey, they're not my employees and, and they don't have any rights. It doesn't work that way. The law is smarter than that. So because of that, Sandra, you have rights. If you lost your job after whatever the period of time is, you're entitled to severance. Uh, it's not as simple as them say you sign something. You can't sign something that violates your legal obligations. So because of that, Sandra, if you're worried about losing your job or you lost your job and you're worried about your compensation, give me a call. Let me talk to you. Your temp agency is not going to tell you what your legal rights are. They're simply not. We'll take a uh, short one. First break of the night, the number uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots of open lines. We got it rolling. Your questions, bring them on. The Employment Hour Talk Radio, AM 640. There you go. Got to love it. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Your phone calls and Jim. Good evening, Jim. Hey, how are you? Good, pal. What is happening? Well, uh, the place I work right now, I've been there just shy of about 20 years now. The last five years, it's turned into a pretty toxic environment. Just about everybody there would agree with that. Uh, last Tuesday, I had a family emergency come up, so I start at the same time every day. Um, I called into the person I'm supposed to report to to say I wasn't going to make it in and went and dealt with the family emergency. Now, my wife, who works in retail, another one of my managers just happened to go up there to purchase, like, I think it was like a $1.25 purchase, to ask her where I was that day. Just wondering if he has the right to do anything. Like, in my eyes, that's very wrong, but... And it is it is wrong in the sense that it, it's almost you know embarrassing and, and it's not a very professional way to deal yeah. with things, but but it's not really illegal. You know that there's there's nothing illegal about it. There's not something that the law says is prohibited from a legal standpoint. Now, if uh, if they 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 started penalizing you because they felt that you weren't away from work for good reasons or they suspended you, that may be something that's illegal. They they can't penalize you for doing uh, for 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 you acting legitimately but the fact that they went to, to your wife's uh work yeah i mean if they had bad mouthed you maybe it's probably not enough to give you any car, uh, cause of action but i understand why you'd be upset uh, uh jim i'd be upset as well like it's a huge it's just uh another thing on the pile like they're like yeah the last several years it's just been a build-up we all we all have the impression that they're trying to push us out because we, are like, we haven't raised, I think it's been 10 years now, and any new hires that they've brought on, they've actually, um, they're bringing them on at a much lower rate than we all work for. And everybody else that is at the top rate, they're doing their best, whatever they can, to push us out. 
And it's, well, keep, it's keep in mind, Jim, after 10 years, you could easily be out a year of severance. So you want to you know, stick it out, so to speak, because if you leave of your own volition, you may forego that severance. If they want to part ways with you, fine, so be it. But they're going to have to pay you significant mm-hmm. severance. If that happens, give me a call. Certainly, if yeah. you feel that things have gotten really bad, you can't continue working there given the, the harassment or the poison work environment, we should talk about that as well. And it's actually something I've been wanting to contact you about. We do, like, we have employees there. Like, I've been there 20 years or just shy of 20 years. Oh, okay. So even more than 12 months. Yeah, go ahead. Most of our employees, most of our employees have been there um, anywhere from 20 to 30 years. And Jeez. there's a handful of people that have been there maybe five years or so. And it's the ones that have been there for 20 years or so that they're really yep. trying to push out. And it's actually, we've all kind of been discussing the last few right. months about approaching an employment lawyer. Well, happy to talk to you gotten. and your colleagues, Jim. Absolutely happy to talk to you and your colleagues. And it may make sense to have that chat. So give me a call at the office. Jimmy, that number is uh, 1-855-821-5900 or Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Want to toss him a quick email. Gino, how are you? Hey, great uh, great show. I listen uh, quite often on uh, on my way uh, home to uh, Hamilton. Beautiful. What's Thanks, uh, what's Gino. your concern, Gino? Um, I'm uh, a builder architect. I, I work for an individual. Uh, it's sort of a side business for him, but it's basically my main income. I design and I build homes for him, and uh, we're talking uh, expensive, like multi-million-dollar homes. So I've taken a, a pay cut because he's given me a percentage. Now, I've been with the company, it'll be four years coming uh, May, and um, uh, it's been on the slow end uh, being able to continue on with doing more projects. We just have one house on the market. Now, what's been keeping me at this place is I was paying my salary still, but it's that little piggy bank, that, that commission. Now, what my question is, the house is, is, is on the market right now, but if I were to leave earlier, do I say bye to that commission that's owed to me? Well, you know, do you have an, a written agreement with this, uh, with this guy, with this company? Yes. Yes, I do. And what does the agreement say about commissions? When do you get them? When are they earned? It, it doesn't say when. What it states is I, I make a salary with the benefits and everything in the holidays. And then I make the percentage based on what I bring to the table. So, so now, your job with respect to this home is done. You have nothing else to do with respect to this home. Is that right? I'm working, I'm working on other things, but the thing is it was a timing thing where, you know, you, you, you're almost at the middle of one project. You want to continue on and, and, and look for other uh, venues to get more projects going. And he sort of put a stop on that, which basically hurts my income. No, no, right. what I'm saying is you're yeah. asking me about commissions from a particular home if the home sales, but you yeah, don't have right. any more work for this home. Whatever you had to do for this particular home is oh, done, that not. part of your job. Right now, we're just waiting to sell it. Okay, so because your part of the job is done, you've done what you needed to do, then yeah, you, you'd be entitled to this commission even if, if you leave before the house is sold because you did your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing else that you need to do. If you sign an agreement that says otherwise, that could change. But if you finished your part, you you've designed the home. The home is done. Now it's on them to sell it. That's nothing to do with you. Designed and built it. Right. Well, then, yeah. then if 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 you if your job is now done, then you absolutely yeah. should be getting the commission, even if you're not there on the day that it's sold. Oh, okay. Because that's been putting me. Because you know, I, I, I have to wait for project to project, 
and he hasn't given me the go-ahead to go for anything because, again, you know, the real estate prices are really high even to buy a mm-hmm. property. But at the same time, I'm looking at other venues to see if I can find another job. But what's holding me back is, is you know, it's a substantial amount of money uh, under this commission. Now, I don't want you to quit before you, you and I speak off the air because yeah. I want to actually see that agreement that you mentioned. I want to see it with my own eyes just to make sure yeah. we have our eyes dotted and T's crossed. I've been but the general answer is you get the commission. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's great. Uh, thanks for the advice. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you a show. Thanks, Gino, Gino, I appreciate that. Uh, again, one 821 5900 is that number to get all of Lior when the show is over. More of your calls coming up here. You want to drop us a line, drop us a call. We'd love to have you. got lots of open lines tonight here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Employment Hour continues right here. Talk Radio. That number, call. we got open phone lines. We'd love to talk you about it. Uh, but we'll not talk about you. Talk with you. We would never do that. You have uh, employment concerns. Bring them on the show. Uh, Severance Pay Calculator, great little tool. Been around for a yeah, while. Johnny. Out for a while now, out, out for uh, close to four years, man, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, and it's a tool that, that I created, and it does, as the name says, the severance calculator calculates the severance that you're owed. It tells you how much severance you're owed if you lost your job. So what do you do? Well, you start off with the address. That's severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. Or if you prefer, you can download the app uh, from uh, your favorite app store. And uh, that's it. You input your age, your position, and the length of your employment. You just uh, scroll and pick it from a drop-down menu, and that's it. You're done. It tells you whether you're owed two-month severance, six-month severance, 24-month severance, or anything else at all. Uh, it's very, very easy to use. Anyone can use it, John. It's so simple. It's, it's anonymous. You don't have to put in any details. Uh, it takes uh, seconds to do it, and it's accurate. It's such an important tool. So many people, John, thousands and thousands of people every single month accept inadequate severance because they don't know any better. They, they believe... Uh... A little bit of connection there for them. So, uh, yeah, severancepaycalculator.com is what you use. Three simple pieces of information. You need your workplace, your age, and your place of employment, and you'll have uh, some information, and you'll get the uh, the address you need and the money you need. So we'll take a uh, quick break and hook back up here with Lior. And more of the employment are your number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Mike, how are you, pal? Not too bad, not too bad. Good, man. What's your concern? Well, my wife works for a very one of the large retail uh, yep. places in, in uh, Canada, right? Sure. And uh, they're going to be restructuring the management of the store completely. So all the department managers are being basically abolished. Right. And they're going to make everybody reapply for their jo- for the new jobs. So in her position now, she makes she gets about 40 hours a week, but in the new positions, everybody's only going to be getting 28 hours a week. Wow. So and this is one of the largest I don't know if I'm allowed to say which company but so so yeah you, you want to know what, what her options are so here's the thing well they're, uh, saying, well they're saying that if she, they decide not to apply again that she only gets one week per year and she's been there for 13 years 
That's nonsense, yeah. Mike. That, that's absolutely yeah. nonsense. First of all, she doesn't have to reapply for her position. She certainly doesn't have to accept a job that reduces her hours from 40 hours to 28 hours. That's absolute well, nonsense. So, well, so let, 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 bear, bear with me, Mike. So here's, here's how it works. She has the option. Uh, she can reapply and take the job if they give it to her if she wants. That's her call. Yeah. Otherwise, she's owed severance, and it's not a week for every year. Let me tell you how much it is, okay? So she's been there for 13 years. She's a manager in the department. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And how old is your wife? My wife is, ooh, let me think. Ooh, I put you on the spot there. <laughs> nice. Got to think there for a second. So how old is she? Sorry, I didn't hear that. 49. 49, okay. So someone in her situation would be entitled to right around 14 months, months, so more than a month okay. per year. So yeah. that's how much she's owed. 14, even as much as 15 months pay is what she'd be owed. So those are her options. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and she can decide to, to apply and accept the job if she wants it. And if they give it to her, that's her call, no problem. Yeah, yeah. But, but certainly, she, it's not a week per year. It doesn't matter what they say or what they want to do. Mm. They would well, owe they her significantly more. They, they, this is all hearsay because they're, they're, they're feeling out, seeing how it, people are taking it. Right. So, and this is like this is going to be Canada wide. This isn't just <laughs> this isn't just the, uh, one store. This is Canada wide. They're going to be doing this. Yeah. So, no, I, I I hear you. So so I mean I can tell you, and I just did what she's owed. So those are her options. Yeah. She should tell that to her friends as well. Uh, her yeah. colleagues they should know that they shouldn't be intimidated to accept a much lesser job. They don't have right. to. The law protects them. If that right. happens to her, if, if she's now faced with that choice and she decides not to accept it, have her give me yeah. a call. I'll make okay. sure that she gets her full severance. A week for every year is absolute nonsense in this case. Uh, Mike, that number, 416, or pardon me, one 821 5900 See, the scary thing about that is if it goes through and if it is, as he says, countrywide, the ones who don't phone the show are going to fall for it. They're yeah, go for let's it. say country, countrywide, 100 people, I'm just going to use your number, right. are going to be uh, let go. How many of those do you think are going to accept a week per year, John? 99 of them, right? Yeah, yeah, they don't 99 know. of them. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's such, and, and they're counting on that, right? They're counting on that. And, and that's why it's so important that, that, that he made that call. And hopefully people are listening if you're in that situation. Don't be one of those 99, okay? Please don't. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Eva, good evening. Hi. How are you? What's your concern? Uh, my concern is I've worked for this company for 27 years, and I haven't um, been, I haven't gotten a raise for the last six. Right. Um, I went in for an evaluation recently and still did, was denied a raise because they are saying that I make too much money, and my the job that I'm doing is like say ten dollars less than what I'm making now, and I asked them I said well why don't you just let me go you know let me go and hire somebody for ten dollars less an hour hmm. and, exactly, yeah. and they just basically at me and said um, no they would not do that so okay. what um, what are your options well basically like how can I get out of this without with the severance yeah yeah, so, so, so here's the problem. They asked me to go uh, into a different department uh, that right. I still wouldn't get a raise, but it's closer to what I'm making now. Um, but I don't want to go into that department. 
So there's no legal obligation on an employer to provide a raise unless there's an employment agreement in place that says that they have to. The law otherwise doesn't impose an obligation to prove, to, to pay a raise. So the fact that they didn't give you a raise for, for, for years is bad HR practice. It's bad management. Uh, it's not fair, but it's not illegal. The law doesn't say you have to give a raise. Therefore, their refusal to give a raise does not mean that you can leave with severance. If they decide to let you go, absolutely you get severance. Now, if they're, you said something about a different department. If they want you yeah. to take a job in a different department, depending on how the different that job is, maybe it's different hours, maybe it's a lot more physically demanding, uh, maybe it, it, it requires you to, to go to a different location, then that may be a significant enough change uh, that you can get uh, severance. If it's really just kind of moving from department A to B but doing really the same thing for the same pay, it wouldn't be what we call a constructive dismissal, so that would not give you severance. But the, the failure to give you a pay raise, as, as crappy as that is, uh, is not illegal and does not mean that you can get severance. No. So I have, so unless I go into that other, unless they make me go into that other department. So they haven't made me, they just offered it to me. Mm-hmm. And right. so basically, I have, I just have to stay where I am. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, nothing. if at some point they let you go, absolutely you get severance. But until then, or until they change the job unilaterally, then th- th- this is not something that the law requires them to pay you severance. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Eve. Thanks, I appreciate Steve. that. Any other concerns? One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. She's a twenty seven year employee, so they, you know, someone there is 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 pretty savvy and wise in the workplace, saying, no, 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 we're not letting you go. Yeah, because it's going to cost two years them, pay. Right? Two, Two years, years pay. pay, John. Yeah, and, and right. you know, it, it is really – and we've had these calls before on the yeah. show, someone upset for not getting a raise, and, and I would be as well, and you would be as well. But but the reality is that the law does not interfere in those situations. It, the law doesn't make an employer give a raise. So now it, that said, John, I think it's an important thing to remember. If you get a raise every year, let's say. So every right. year I get my uh, my raise, and all of a sudden this year they decided not to. That could be a constructive dismissal because if I get a raise every year, it becomes a term of employment. And if the employer this year decides not to give me one, they've just changed the terms of my employment, and that could be a constructive dismissal. Does that include bonuses and all that type of stuff as well? Absolutely. Right. When an employer changes the terms of compensation, they reduce a bonus, they eliminate a bonus, uh, they take away your car allowance, that's not something an employer is allowed to do when it impacts your pocket that way. Uh, and if that's what happens, you have an option. You can accept the change or not. You can treat it, treat it as a constructive dismissal leave with severance, which is what Ava uh, was asking about. Uh, again, not every change results in a constructive dismissal. Mm-hmm. So I always, always say, before you quit to get severance, give me a call. I don't want anyone quitting because they think it's a constructive dismissal. Let's talk about it first and make sure that it is. Hey, you can do it right here tonight, 416-870-6400, star 640 on Sell a Short Break. And back with more of the Employment Hour right here, Talk Radio, AM 640. Employment Hour, Monday nights, Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. Your call's always top priority. Jason, good evening. Hi. Hey, Jason, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? Good, okay. What's your concern, man? Uh, I've got a question. My employer cuts physical checks. We don't have direct deposits. Uh, we work in, a construct- in the construction industry, so we're all over town, and on payday, we have to drive back to the office to mm. physically pick up the check on our own time. So my question is, what is the employer's obligation or responsibility to physically get payment in my hand? 
Yeah, you know, I, I guess this employer is, is living in the past here, right? Big time. living in the in the 80s or something. But uh, unfortunately, the law really doesn't deal with that. As long as, as he pays and as long as there's money available for you, even though it may be a bit of a pain in the butt, so to speak, for you to get it, it's not illegal. We haven't yet – our laws haven't yet caught up with, uh, with new technology, at least not to require employers to use things such as direct deposit, et cetera. So unfortunately, my friend Jason, I don't really have much to say to you in, in the sense that there's nothing to obligate them to do something different. It may be one of those things where you want to talk to them and explain why it's very inconvenient and it makes you and your colleagues frustrated, but if they stick with that, it's not illegal. That's really all I can say. Perfect. Thank you very much for your help. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate that. Got uh, Neil on the line. Good evening, Neil. Hey, good evening. What's going on with you? Michael. Uh, just a quick question. Um, and it's actually for my, on behalf of my wife. Um, she's had this big debate at work where she works. Basically, she works a 40-hour work week. And then when it comes to tax season, it gets really busy. And what they've told her and her coworkers is that, in order for her to get overtime, she has to go beyond 44 hours. So essentially, between 40 and 44 hours, she's not getting paid. So once yeah. she hits the 44-hour point, then at that point, they're going to pay her overtime. And I just found that really illogical. And she said she did call the uh, labor board or whatever it is, and they said that's the way it is. Because I'm a unionized employee, so I, I know once I work beyond my 40 hours, I'm into time and a half. So yeah. is, is that and, the and, case? Yeah. It, it is, is the case, unfortunately, Neil. With respect yeah, to yeah. overtime, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. With respect to free. overtime, You're basically using a loophole in my mind. That's over. well, it's it's not even a loophole. It's just what the Employment Standards Act provides that you get yeah. overtime if you work more than forty-four hours a week. Now, yeah. the only way it's different is if someone signs an employment agreement that says you get overtime after forty. Your collective yeah. agreement, for example, you're part of a union, would say yeah, that. that. It yeah, would say exactly. th- that you get overtime after forty. But if, if there's no uh, written document, an employment agreement or collective agreement, then the law intervenes and the law says when overtime is paid. You're, if, you, if you're establishing a precedent that you're working a nine-to-five, a 40-hour work week, okay, and yeah. then you exceed that 40 hours, because of this law that the government's made up, you have to exceed 40, 40 at time and a half. What happens yeah. between 40 and 40? Between forty and forty-four, that's ridiculous. Like you're the, you're literally working for free. Well, no, you're right. Yeah, well, and that's everybody across you know the board. That's horrible. That's, yeah. You know, well, the, the way the the law works is is it right? assumes that the salary that she gets is good for up to forty-four hours a week, oh, yeah. and. And because of that, anything over 44 is a time and a half. I, I, I don't disagree with you. It is frustrating, yeah. Yeah, uh, that but, is but that's the way, the way it works. And oftentimes yeah. an, an employment agreement may provide for more, more beneficial terms. But if yeah. it doesn't in this case, then it is 44 hours a week, uh, Neil, I'm afraid. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, thanks for the answer. No, so it is what it is, so unfortunately. I hate- oh, sorry, Neil. Cut him off. Yeah, it's, that's kind of – it's like, yeah, it's got a bit of a gray area there, but that's your salary. And up until 44, you gotta, you got to – like it or yeah. lump it, right? Yeah, usually, uh, you know, the, your employer can can have you work for forty four up to forty four hours a week. Now, that said, uh, it, it, we're potentially getting to an area of constructive dismissal. If I always work forty hours and all of a sudden you're ma- making me work forty four or forty five, well, that's a change to the terms of my employment. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and I said, well, no, I'm not going to do that. And, and if you make me, that's a constructive dismissal. On the other hand, if she, this is something that's, that's happened before and they, they do that, well, then guess what? Then it's not a constructive dismissal. So uh, the first time, maybe. But otherwise, John, with respect to overtime, it is very important. And remember, John, it's even salaried employees get overtime, not just hourly employees. It is after 44 hours a week unless an employment agreement says otherwise. And I was thinking that right off the top, but he said, you know, she gets busy at tax time, so it sounds like she's done this before, yeah. right? It's cyclical, yeah, it, it, so it it's just probably precedent set, right? There, there is, and because of that, there's really not going to be much that can be done because that precedent set, you know, it makes sense that people at tax time, if you're in that industry, are going to work more hours. So it, it, it is frustrating, I, I agree, and, and in, in many respects may be unfair. But again, and not necessarily illegal here. So why? I mean, you mentioned it three or four times tonight. Why is it so important that contract of employment? What's on there that should be, uh, you know, of utmost importance to you in your life, yeah, really? It, yeah, an employment agreement, Johnny, is one of the most important documents that a person can sign. Now, if if our job is one of the most important things that we do in our life, we spend so much time working. We right. spend more time working than we do at home with our families. Most of us do, at least. Well, that employment agreement is the document that governs what we can and cannot do and, and our rights in employment. It's such an important document. Uh, and the, the law gives a lot of deference to an employment agreement. The law says, here's what the law is, but employee and employer, if you want to agree to something that's different than what the law says, you can do that. So the law, the, effectively, the law is created by the employment agreement in many situations. And a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people sign an employment agreement just looking at their salary, their, their benefits, how much vacation they get. Mm -hmm not realizing that there's so many other terms we can talk about uh, that, that could impact their entitlements, things that, uh, that eliminate severance potentially or terms that allow the employer to change their pay and, and change their job, uh, terms that uh, prevent them from working for a competitor down the road. So there's a lot of things in an employment agreement that are so, so, so important, and, and we really want people to pay attention to those terms beyond just the salary and the benefits. And we're going to get into a bunch of those after we take a short break here. Your calls as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We're taking it right till 8 o'clock here in the Employment Hour on a Wednesday night. Talk radio, AM 640. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. you got a couple minutes to call through and get your uh, questions Answered by Lior here till we take it to uh, till 8 o'clock. In fact, we'll get to it right now. John, thanks for calling in, pal. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. What's your question or concern? Uh, um, I was employed 23 years for a very large multinational corporation, and I recently, my work went overseas. Um, I was given about uh, a 10 and a half months severance, and I know that I can get a lot more if I use a service like Lior's. My uh, question is, what is the likelihood of a future employer finding out that I took my old employer to court for more money? Well, I'll say a, a few things, uh, John. First of all, uh, you don't actually need to take your employer to court, number one, because oftentimes, many times, most times, these matters can be resolved quickly, very, very quickly, sometimes within a few, a few weeks, a couple of weeks. And even if we have to take legal action, formal legal action, you're not going to be within 100 feet of a courtroom. It, it's, these matters resolve. Now... That's it. Let, let, let's assume worst-case scenario. Let's assume you're one of the 1% that does actually make it to court. Uh, it, it, the chances of anyone actually finding out about it, no. I mean, it, 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 they'll have to go to some, some sort of a legal database and look for your name in the legal database. And even then, there's only about a 30% chance that the matter would be there. So it's really not a consideration. Uh, and, and again, the chances of you being within 100 feet of a courtroom 
Uh, I mean, I, you, you have as good a chance to win the lottery. It's just not happening in these types of matters. They resolve. They're simple. They're straightforward. So uh, if you've been there for, for 23 years, you're going to get more than 10 and a half months, full stop. You just are. Right. Not because I said so, because that's just the way the law works. So there's really nothing to fight over. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, give me a call, and I'd be happy to help you. You really should not be worried about future employers in this case. You, you'll resolve it. It'll be quiet. It'll be private and confidential, and you can move on. Did you accept that offer, John, or not yet? Uh, no, I haven't accepted oh, anything. I haven't signed anything. Excellent. I'll yeah. give you a call to your first, 1-855-821-5900. Again, one 855 Smart guy. Didn't sign anything. Got uh, Tony on line. Hey, Tony. Hey, how are you? Good, man. What's going on with you? Not too much. Um, so my question is, is I work a job where I work 47 and a half hours and I get a salary, but I don't get paid overtime. What kind of a job, Tony? I work in a, a plant pretty much like uh, I don't want to say what I do. That's okay. but I mean, uh, yeah, I work in a plant and I work Monday to Friday and we work 50 hours. But after our lunches, it's uh, forty-seven and a half, right? But are you are you a manager, Tony? No, I'm not. Uh, are you uh, are you in, in the construction field? Uh no, actually, meat industry. Okay, well then, then you absolutely get overtime. You have to get time and a half for any hours over forty-four. Now, if you were a manager, if you're an IT person or in the construction industry, that wouldn't apply to you. But based on what you've told me, I, I can't imagine there will be an exemption that applies to you. So you do get overtime. And okay. if they refuse to pay you overtime, you have two options. Uh, you, you can go to the Ministry of Labor, or I can help you with that. With respect to overtime, it may be actually easiest to go to the Ministry of Labor. You, you, should, you should never go to the Ministry of Labor if you lose your job. And it's confidential? But, yes, it is confidential. And, and, and you can tell them to, to come in and take a look at, look at it and, and, and determine whether the employer's practices are, are legitimate. Um, and, uh, yeah, you and your colleagues, if you work more than 44 hours a week, 47, 50, doesn't matter for any hours over 44, you get time and a half, Tony. Okay. Thanks for your information. Appreciate thanks, it, pal. They should always keep a record, right? Like uh, weekly, how many hours you work, right? Yeah. I mean, they may already have one. They may have a punch yeah. card or whatever it is, signing in, signing out. If there's no record that's created, you have to create a record, have a log, something that's kept contemporaneously where you log in, how many hours you work. You don't want to get into an argument over how many hours. Ryan, got a minute or two left, pal. What's uh, what's your concern before we wrap it up? Hey, Ryan. Hey, uh, hey. Lior, I was just I was just wondering if um, if uh, it's better to negotiate your severance as part of your employment agreement or leave it up to the Employment Standards Act. Okay, so first of all, the Employment Standards Act is irrelevant because the Employment Standards Act provides for minimum entitlements. Your full entitlements are much greater than that. Uh, in my ideal world, I would want your employment agreement to be silent on the issue of what you get if you lose your job. That simply means you have full protection of the law, what we call the common law, not the Employment Standards Act. So ideally, your employment agreement is silent on that issue, doesn't say anything. And if you lose your job, then the law takes care of you based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So ideally, I would leave it be. Okay, but I'm, I'm assuming the only downside to that would be if you, uh, if you, for whatever reason, weren't in your position for a very long time, for, then you would get less than if you had negotiated a six-month or a three-month severance. 
Yeah, maybe. But even after a few months of employment, you still get, can get a few months severance. Okay, so in most situations, you're still better off not to have the employment agreement deal with it and have the law take take care of it. That's the best advice I can give you here. Good way to wrap it for uh, this week, for sure, my friend. Uh, again, you want to get that number down that he was alluding to right there: severancepaycalculator.com. Till we meet again, check that website out. And you need to get a hold of Lior. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Till next time, the Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640.